0: You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Johnny Dollar. Earl Foreman, Johnny out
1: here in Los Angeles. Well, hi, Earl. How's the weather out your way? Are you kidding? It's wonderful. Always (laughs) in this desk. A stream of small claims that are driving me mad. Now, what kind of claims, Earl? A lot of money laws through armed robberies and hold-ups. Oh? Mm-hmm. Looks as though the same man is making the There's a pattern to them, huh? Yeah. And I hope you can somehow put a stop to them. So will you come on out here right away? Now, you said armed robberies. Yeah. Anybody been killed? Not yet. No. Oh? But only because nobody's trying to fix up to this hold-up man. Customers. Oh, I see. In other words, maybe I can have the honor of being his first victim. That's right. Mm-hmm. No. no. what I mean is, uh, well, I suppose it could be kind of dangerous for you, so, uh, well, that is... Not... No, 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 no. It's all right, Earl. <laughs> for you, for the sake of dear old tri-state life and casually, uh, no sacrifice can be too great, even if it means loss of the thing most dear and precious to me, my life. No, no, no. Come off that stuff. <laughs> Never mind, Earl. I'll see you in a couple of days. <laughs> CBS Radio brings you Bob Reddick in the exciting adventures of the man with the action-packed expense account. America's fabulous freelance insurance investigator, yours truly, Johnny Dollar. Expense account submitted by special investigator Johnny Dollar to the Tri-State Life and Casualty Insurance Company, Los Angeles office. Following is an account of expenses incurred during my investigation of The Wayward Killer Cycles Matter. Expense account item one. one hundred and seventy dollars 40 plane fare. It was after 7 p.m. Hartford time when Earl called me, and the next good flight I could make was shortly after dawn the next morning. It got me there about 9 a.m. Pacific time. Item two is $6 for a cab to Earl Corman's office in Westwood. And these store robberies, Johnny, have all taken place in La Modra Beach. La Modra Beach? It's one of those new developments that have sprung up like weeds all over this town. Mm-hmm. Now, you mean it's part of Los Angeles. Yeah, that's right. Just like Westwood here and Brentwood, Hollywood, View Park, Studio City, Sherman Oaks. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, La Modra Beach is a real nice, snooty resort. It has a main shopping section nearly a half mile long. Markets, nice little furniture, dress and jewelry stores, car dealers, druggles, everything. I see. And these robberies have all occurred along that main stem. Now, the robberies, not burglaries, robberies. Every one of them, Johnny. And there have been seven in a row now. Every one of them has occurred in broad daylight in a regular pattern. Now, wait a minute, Earl. Haven't the police been able to do anything about them? Oh, they've tried, all right, but so far they haven't got the first base. Mm -hmm. Now let's get to this pattern. Well, to begin with, it all looks like the work of one man. The store owners who've been robbed all make him about 5 foot ten, ten and a half, from 150 to 55 pounds, dark brown hair, age about 30, and he wears a handkerchief over his face. Well, let's face it, Earl, that description could fit thousands of men. Yeah, I know. Anyhow. Well, anyhow, Johnny, he always pulls his jobs in the mornings when there aren't too many people in the shops and on the streets. And at the precise moment when the owner is all alone. His timing has been... Almost too good to be true. Almost fantastic. Mm-hmm. And he simply barged in, waving a gun? Mm-hmm. That's right, an Army forty-five. He's made the owner clean out not only the cash register, but the safe. Provided it's in a back room that can't be seen from the street. Then he skipped out through the alley that's behind all those stores. And it's all happened so fast. I tell you, Johnny, his timing is just fantastic. And don't any of the store owners have a systems? Uh-huh. Believe me, they've all ordered them. But there hasn't been time to get any of them installed. Seven robberies have all happened within the past business week. Two of them were in one day. Now, how much money has been taken? Well, not an awful lot, but enough to hurt. You see, they're all uh, kind of exclusive shops, expensive. Except for the little coffee nook that was knocked over yesterday. All within a week? Yeah. Almost before the police have really had a chance to catch up with him. That's right. There may have so few police out there. So maybe he'll knock over a couple more places and then take off for other parts. Or maybe he's through here already. Well, that's why I think you'd better act fair. I mean, if it was somebody who lives there doing it, he'd take his time and pull a job and wait for the heat to die down and plan to pull another. No. Well, what's the address of that coffee nook? Uh, 421 Harbor Drive. Mamoudra mm-hmm. Beach. Right. You want me to drive you over there? But you want to loan me your car instead. Oh, sure. Sure. Here's the keys. Help yourself. Okay, Earl. I'll... I'll check with you later. 3 four seventy for a tank full of gas, and I drove to La Modra Beach. Believe me, it's an exclusive resort, all right, and not only because of the expensive homes around it, all of them in a the $50,000 enough up class, but I looked at the prices in some of the shop windows along that main drag. One sign in the window of a tailor shop announced that soup prices start at 275 bucks. and most of the buildings are quite colorful. A bar and grill that looks like the bow of a ship. A radio shop with a tower to make it look like a lighthouse. But then at the coffee nook, and that was the name of it, Mrs. Webster's coffee nook. He
2: certainly did, Mr. Uh, Mr. Dollar, did you say? Yes, I certainly did. He took over $135 from me. You know, some of that money I'd put aside to pay my bakery bill. Oh? You see, until they get a bank out here. Oh, boy, oh. certainly you they hurry up and get that bank finished before everybody gets robbed. There isn't a
1: bank around here?
2: Oh, there will be. There'll be three of them. With all that confusion over building codes, well, all the rest of the stores and places got in, the people started coming before they can finish up a single bank. And well, now, Mrs. I Webster... I uh, have to keep so much money around here all the time. So does everybody else. Oh, at the nearest bank over in the valley or in Santa Monica or Westwood. But after yes. what happened to me with that robber yesterday morning, you should have seen him with that horrible-looking pistol the way he waved it at me. Yes, well,
1: and Mr. Webster, I... The police
2: are doing everything they possibly... Look, 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 there they go now.
1: There.
2: Yes, I see. And if you ask me, Mr. Dollar, if you ask means there's been another robbery. There, you see? They're stopping at that nice radio and television store, just the other side of Sam the Taylor. And do you see that nice Mr. Marks, the owner? You see him calling the policeman?
1: Yes. Yes, it looks like you're right, Mrs. Webster. Another of these robberies. I hung around the edge of the Crowd in front of the radio and television store until the police could poke around and ask the usual questions and apparently get the same answers they had from all the previous victims of the holdup man. Instead of checking in with them, I waited until they and the usual bunch of sympathizers left the shop and then sauntered in. <coughs> So I suppose I should be glad they didn't haul away all my stock, too. They? I mean, him, that dirty robber. Two hundred dollars he took from me, all the cash I have. That's too bad. It's the same one as to robbing everybody else around here. Even the police admit it. Only how did he know I was here alone? Answer me that. How did he know that Bertram was out making that installation for Mrs. Govan over on Pond Drive? I'm sure I don't know. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to close up this place, that's what, until they catch him. Or until they get a bank in the town, and so are a lot of other people. You mark my words. And if you are excuse me, Mister, I'm going to close up this place right this minute. Well, I would, well, unless you want to buy a radio set or maybe a TV mister. No, no, thank you. Yeah, but have you would have seen this model. Oh, one of the finest TV sets ever made. Absolutely the newest model, 23 inch picture, high fidelity. Yes, yes, I'm sure. And look, look, look here, here. Step back, away from it, huh? Here, here, here. Like this. Here it is. You see this little thing I just took off the hook in front of it? No bigger than a package of cigarettes. Well, so a well maybe <laughs> king size. Now, Mr. Mark, it's positively the latest type remote control. Well, I'm here to see you. So that's the morning dance party you're looking at. It's a good picture, huh? Yes, yeah. yes, it's a good clear picture, all right. But so I'm maybe looking. you like the music a little bit louder. Yeah. Huh? Mr. Mark, uh, Mr. Mark. Uh, so you, uh... You have to walk back to the set and turn it on? <laughs> no, sir. This little remote control unit right here in my hand. So I push a little button like this. Now oh, listen, will you? And you see, up comes the music. And I didn't even have a duck to the set. That's wonderful, huh? Can you bring that music down a bit? Well, of course, like this. There. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's that's better. Now, Mr. Mark. also, you uh, can change the station. While at the same time, president-elect Kennedy that's thing thing with a new John. Yeah. You want to hear the news? All you have to do is push iron. this button. No, no, please, please Mr. Mark. It's just watch. Immediately after the first of the year. Not much see. going on this time. Nah, there's you that bit for love, before. that wonderful serial oh, program every day, and any other program you want. All you do is Mr. Mark. Well, if you want the dance body no, back, no, on. please, well, please. I was no. just just demonstrating, you know, in case you want to buy a nice, brand new, latest model. No, I don't, I don't. I, don't. Well, I wanted to talk to you about. Look, will you, will you please just stop fooling with that thing for a minute? But I didn't touch it's it. Not, not that time. time. Oh? It seems you see, that goes again. Change the stations all by itself. What do you mean? Is it supposed to do that? No, no, the no. Here, Marshal. Today is the third time that thing is been acted up. Maybe the fourth. Well, you better send him back to the factory. And the last time was only three, four minutes before and that so hold-up man came in see, here. Oh. what's uh, it's going crazy. Now, that hold-up is United what United I came United in United here to talk about, Mr. Marks. Uh, you know, just like I said before. Now, and tell then, me, Mr. Would look, 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 would you please? Can't you turn that thing off? Say, I just thought of something, Mr. uh, Mr. Uh, what's the name is? Well, I didn't, but it's Johnny Dollar. Well, see, Mr. Mr. Dollar. That and again. Then, now that I am a special a investigator from the, in the insurance company that will have to pay you for whatever cost. loss you suffered as a result. But would line you line turn that thing off, of please? Oh, yeah, yeah, of, of, course, of, of, course. of course, of course. Now, yeah, there you are. The whole set is off now. But like I started to say... Well, as I started to say... The next to the last time this happened was just oh, before... Well, just before that poor Mrs. Webster got robbed yesterday morning. What I want to know from you is... What did you say? I said, I said the remote control system on this fine, this magnificent television set acted this very same way just before I got robbed. Yes, yes. And also just before Mrs. Webster got robbed. Now, are you sure of that? Well, maybe. Maybe now that I think of it. Yes, maybe what? Well, maybe it was acting up this way three days ago, and Mr. Blenson was a novelty shot. And he was robbed. Well? Yeah, over $700. Right after the set started acting up? Yeah, isn't that funny? Hmm. Somehow he said this crook seemed to know exactly when the owners were alone in their stores. Yeah? That his timing was perfect. What did you say, Mr. Dollar? Oh, that's what Earl Poorman told me. Earl oh, Poorman? And maybe this TV demonstration of yours, this remote control gizmo explains just how that hold-up man knows when the coast is clear. Well, if I don't understand what you're saying, Mr. Dollar. In other words... <laughs> now, wait, Mr. Dollar. Yes, you have an idea? Yeah, I certainly have. Because if you're from the insurance company, and if you're the one to see I get paid back for what I lost, well, should we talk business, Yes, huh? yes, we'll talk business, all right, but not about your insurance. But, Mr. Uh, Dollar... That, that remote control device here... Here yeah, now, how, how does this thing work? Huh? Well, uh, this, uh, I don't know exactly. It's some kind of wave. waves. Waves? Yes, yeah, sound waves or something. You know, in this booklet here that comes with the set. Uh, uh, sound wave? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it, it, look, look, look here. Hmm. It says waves of 44.6 kilocycles to 51 kilocycles. Yeah? So high in pitch as to be inaudible to the human ear. Uh, that means you can't hear it. Yes, I know. Go on. Yeah. Oh. Uh, actuated device within the set itself that changes volume or station channels or turns it off or turns it on. OK. OK, I've got it. Yeah? Yes. Yes. Don't you see? This holdup man has a pal.
0: So? Yes,
1: that's it. There is somebody along this main street who can keep tabs on all you store owners, who knows when you're all alone in your shop. Oh, he does. And by radio, he communicates with the man who actually pulls the hold-up, tells him when the coast is clear. You mean that one of the merchants, that somebody here along this street is telling this hold-up? He's I- I- Telling him by radio when it's safe but you Yes, that's exactly oh. what I mean. And he doesn't know it. Uh-oh. But his radio signal on a band somewhere between 44 and 51 kilocycles is also working this remote control gadget. So? Oh, I told you it's was a whipple of marvelous set. All right, then. Hmm? If I can get hold of a direction finder, I can try sending out the all clear information to the holdup man. You really think so? That is the answer, Mr. Mark. And I think I know where to get hold of a direction finder. Yeah, that's what you say is true, Mr. Dollar. Yes, well? Well, after the way this set was behaving a couple of minutes ago. Right, right. More hold-up information being sent out from that transmitter. Yeah, but then there ought to be another holdup. Only well, there isn't. At least there isn't any... Oh, yes. Oh, yes. yes. Come on. Look! Look! See the people there in the next block there in front of the market. Pitching another up. Two in one day again. Yes. And Mr. The Dollar, there'll be more and, more and more of them until we're all put out of business. No. No? No, because now, Mr. Mark, we know the answer. Using the phone in the store of Mr. Mark's, I ran up item four. Twenty cents a call to Bob McKinney in North Hollywood, who is known among radio hands as w 6 vfg He not only used to handle the engineering end of my broadcast, but believe me, Bob knows his killer cycles like the back of his hand. Sure it's possible, Johnny. All that a hold-up man needs is a little vest pocket receiver lashed up to get signals on that oddball frequency. And somebody along this street can send him info about when the coast is clear. Okay, then, Bob. If you can bring a direction finder over here, we can track down the transmitter and nab at least one of the team. better still, you will know where the next robbery going to be and get the boat. Yes, unless this last one was the last one. How soon can you get over here with that equipment? Are you sure the signal's being transmitted within that frequency range? No, it has to be. And I'll do whatever rewiring is necessary here at home. And uh, how about first thing in the morning? I'll be waiting for you at the Mark's radio television shop here on the main drag. I'm I drove back to West Los Angeles and spent the rest of the day and the night with Earl Foreman and his wife. Then, early the next morning, met Bob at Mr. Mark's shop in La Mosa Beach. As Bob finished setting up his radio direction finder... Huh. All set. But Johnny, you still haven't told me how you got the frequency of that signal he's sending out, whoever he is. Oh, no, it's easy, Bob. That... Uh... TV set out there on the floor. You see him? There against the wall? With the big one? Mm-hmm. And there's a remote control. That, uh, that little removable box with the buttons on button. Yeah, I know the model. When push one of these buttons, it sends out a signal in that frequency range that I gave you and makes this set chain station. Oh. So if the transmitter sending out info to the holdup man also makes the set change station, that no, sure. it must be working in that same frequency. No, Johnny, no. What? I'm sorry, but it doesn't mean a thing. Well, what do you mean? That remote control puts out sound waves. Well, I know. Too high in pitch for us to hear them. Not radio waves. Well, what do you mean? You mean that my theory, my whole theory about somebody transmitting information, that you mean it's all wrong? Johnny, it's sound that makes the TV set react. So whether somebody's using a radio transmitter on that frequency or not, I couldn't possibly. And... Yet I suppose the matter of resonating, I mean, a sympathetic resonance... A what? Well, sometimes nearby to a broadcasting transmitter, a pile of bits of metal, something like that, sometimes it'll resonate. By listening to a pile of scrap metal, you can actually hear the broadcast. So but the transmitter of these signals would have to be practically on top of this TV set. Maybe it is. Huh? Because whoever is tipping this guy off to when the coast is clear, to when some businessman is alone in his store, has to be somewhere right along this main street. Well... Otherwise, he wouldn't be able to see when it's all clear. Well, maybe if it was somebody right next door. Mr. Marks, the Marywell sisters with their nice dress shop? Never, Mr. Dollar, never. And on the other side of the place? My good friend, Sam the Taylor. Uh-huh. But on top of this shop of yours, it's uh, built up like a lighthouse. here yeah, for local color here at the beach. Yeah. Like like Tony's Bar, is like the front of a ship, and like that Hawaiian... Yes, awesome yes, but guy. what... what... What is in this lighthouse of yours? Just a couple of small apartments I rent. But there's a transmitting antenna on the top of it. Oh? And I don't see a transmitter in the shop. Well, I don't have any. All I tell is receiving things like radio. Bob, Bob, you have got it. One of your boarders, Mr. Marks. Those two boys? Boys? Well, you know, 25, maybe 30 years old. what do they do? Well, that Willard Thorsten... He never seems to leave the place. Well, of course he doesn't, because up there in that tower is where he can see everything that goes on down here on the street. The whole length of the street. Johnny, you're right. And the other one, Mr. Marks. Well, I don't know. That, that Harry Williams goes out early in the morning and comes back late at night. Well, of course, because he is out waiting to get the word from Thorsten up there on the tower. Johnny, if that transmitter is up in the tower, it's pretty close enough to affect this TV set. Then go on up there, Mr. Dollar, and arrest that Willard, that that, that Willard Thorsten. On what? Unless we catch him broadcasting information to Harry Williams. And even then, pal Harry might get away. Right. So? I have a better idea. Why don't we just sit down here and watch some TV? (laughs) So we did. For three solid days until suddenly the set began to change stations unexpectedly. When that happened, Bob turned on his direction finder. And yes, that signal was coming from straight up over our heads. And the voice that Mr. Marks identified as Willard Thorson told his pal Harry the coast was clear at Beckham the Jewelers. Yeah, right down the street, Mr. Dollar. Only five doors down the street. So while Bob McKinney went up in the tower to grab Willard Thorson, I hiked on, down the back alley to Beckham the Jewelers with my 38 ready for action. And I got there just in time to find Harry Williams about to leave by the back door loaded with Beckham's dough. You know, I didn't like his look. I didn't like that 45 in his hand either, and he objected to my barring his getaway. He was really kind of nasty about it. But after a while, we kind of reached an under... And my, uh... My knuckles are still sore from when he ran into my fist. Yes, so I guess there's nothing like modern electronics as an aid to crime and as an aid to catching a crook. Two of them in this case. Expense account total, including a trip home. Oh, call it four hundred bucks even. Yours truly, Johnny Dollar. I'll tell you about next week's story. Next week, a crook, a firebug, unwittingly sounds the case for me and hands me a Christmas present to boot. Join us, won't you? Yours truly, Johnny Dollar. Bob Redding is written by Jack Johnstone, produced and directed by Bruno Zarago Jr. Heard in our cast, Leon Janney as Mr. Martin. Les Damon as Earl, Bill Sterling as Bob, and Athena Lord as Mrs. Webster.
0: Hold up, what was that?